You are listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy, and is recorded at the Francis Roy office in Valparaiso, Florida. A lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. Come back weekly for new episodes. Never to exceed 30 minutes, this podcast is an easy addition to your playlist of favorites. Let's get started with this week's guest. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis, and I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke, and today my guest is a guest you guys are familiar with, but Hilary Gerso and I are going to talk about boundaries in the workplace today. Hey, Hill. Hey. So, so much information out there about this. Setting clear boundaries. There are tons of articles that I found in research, how to set clear boundaries, how to diminish your stress at work. So there seems to be like a clear correlation between workplace boundaries and stress. Reading a lot about healthy boundaries, how to communicate that. I think this is something that you and I have worked through because you've been with me since the beginning. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it was almost like we had no boundaries because this is a startup. And unfortunately, is that like an incubator? Like we were just kind of working really hard to try to get everything launched. But throughout the years, there has been a little bit of a shift, don't you think? I completely agree. I think we've worked hard on setting boundaries on what that looks like as we've evolved as an agency and as your and I just relationship has mm-hmm. evolved. Yeah. And I will say, setting boundaries are not always easy. No. And they are sometimes difficult for both people involved if it's, you know, uh, just if it's a two-way boundary you're setting or if it's a team boundary you're setting or personal professional but I know some of the things that we've gone through it's been tough yeah but better so better for it but so better and it's difficult because there's a difference between free time and availability yes right Mm -hmm. so just because I'm free doesn't mean I'm available Mm -hmm. and there is a dynamic difference I think between my role here as a business owner and the people who work here there should, there should be an understanding, I think, from the CEO position or the business owner position that they're, like, we call it, like, don't spill your blood here. Yeah. But this is, like, a job for everyone who works here. It's not their life. It's not, and small business owners, a lot of the time, your personality is, like, this is my business, this is my life. Mm-hmm. But not everyone should be expected to do that. Yeah. Which is tough. <laughs> it's tough. That is tough. It's tough to get people to understand that because I think that there is, I've listened to a lot of business owners say like, well, I'm giving you a job. Yes, that's true. But no one's invested like the owner is invested. Right. Absolutely. So no one should have to work 24-7. And that is a choice for the owner as well to work 24-7. It's a choice I'm not making. I'm not working 24-7. I don't want to work 24-7. So, and we've talked about this a lot too, like, I think this is harder when you have a remote and hybrid team because you have people who are working different hours of the day. Yeah. So you're managing like people who are team members who live in Japan, who live on the East Coast time, you know, and I think that that is also hard to like get people to feel like they're involved with the team, but you don't need to be available all the time. Right. And I'm doing that. Are you doing that? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think a, a few things that I've, noticed working on boundaries myself and that's a constant work in progress I will Mm -hmm. tell you I think it all comes down to it all flows better when I over communicate yeah whether someone thinks they do or don't need it I think when you have people working in different time zones different schedules on different projects over communicating expectations Mm -hmm. and what needs to happen and where 
is so crucially important. Otherwise, other team members are constantly in this weird unknown and they're going to need you for guidance, which is right. fine. But when you're trying to balance remote people that are on different timelines or different whatever, it's imperative that they're really in the know. So right. it can flow still um, and things can get done. I agree with that. And I think from a leadership perspective, too, we have to make sure that we're checking in with everyone to ensure that they're setting healthy boundaries. Like, I'll often say to you, like, well, why are you answering your phone for that? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. we definitely, there's a time, I think in the very beginning stages of Francis Roy, like, I felt like, I feel like you and I were working, like, just constantly. <laughs> yeah. But it's also tr- teaching our clients as well that unless there's an emergency, which is rare, we're mm-hmm. not available all the time. And right. then we're actually better when we're not available. Because it's that that free time that allows us to reignite creativity, reignite inspiration, to recharge, to be intrinsically motivated, Mm -hmm. that makes the work better. So if I'm just available constantly on email and text, I'm not actually doing the work that we get hired to do, right? which is creating work. Mm -hmm. So I need to to not be available, and everybody on our team kind of needs to not be available at times, and to have some like true free time and to have healthy boundaries. I'm now feeling like we should have Janae on this podcast because Janae is a master. That was my next. My next. She's a master. She teaches all of us. Janae, I looked at Janae so much in specifically about boundaries. I feel like she does a phenomenal job that we all can kind of look at as far as, you know, she cuts it when she needs to cut it. She Mm -hmm. spends time with her family when she needs to spend time with her family and she's better for it. Um, Her work's better for it. Mm -hmm. And she stays strong. I feel like I struggle with this is I have a boundary up, but I'm quick to negotiate it and just be like, okay, well, I'll do it's that fine. another day. Right. She's very good at being like, nope, I said Tuesday ball while I'm doing this and she does it. Yeah. And I think there's something really awesome to, to acknowledge about that. And I notice it and I think it's something we all can kind of take in from. I agree. She's uncompromising with yes. a boundary. Which, yes. Good God. If I know. Everybody could do that. <laughs> but I think that there is like if you're on TikTok lately, which I know a lot of our listeners are, there's like a lot of conversation. If that's what we're having on TikTok, I don't know. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast episode, honestly. But about the way that employers or companies like breach a boundary, mm-hmm. how we're breaching that and what that looks like. But it makes me want to ask the creator of that content, like, have mm-hmm. you had this conversation with your employer? Have mm-hmm. you really done the work? I think it's up to us to communicate our needs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very difficult for me to read everyone's mind here. Mm-hmm. So if someone is just innately unhappy with something, but they're not communicating it to me, right. how will I ever know to fix it? You wouldn't. You just don't know. You don't know. So, <laughs> I mean, you'd like take a TikTok and you're just like, guess what I hate today? Well, but have you had that really difficult conversation? So, you know, is your company, is your team, are they breaching your boundary? But then are you communicating and expressing that the boundary has been breached? Right. And as an employee, if, you're, if your company is coming to you and asking and being like, hey, I'm checking in with you, mm-hmm. are you taking a day off, how are you doing, whatever, it's also their responsibility to be, like, honest yes. and not scared to be honest, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know all companies aren't as amazing as Francis, right? We love it here. <laughs> so I do think it's, if, if you do nothing, nothing's going to happen. Right. So it's like. No matter what company you're in, if you're feeling burnt out or you have, you're realizing you, they, your company breaks all your boundaries, mm-hmm. there is some responsibility from the employee to try to speak up and be like, hey, look, this really is killing me. I yeah. really need some space. I need time off, whatever. And then 
you know, obviously if your company isn't receptive to that or something, then maybe that's a different conversation, but you got to communicate it too. Yeah. Um, from both sides, but I think it's a creating a culture of the clear understanding of the difference between free time and availability. Mm -hmm. Like we all share calendars so everybody can see what's on my calendar. Mm -hmm. Things are like very difficult to have private. Right. And I'll put some of my personal, a lot of my personal stuff because I have one kind of like master calendar and someone will be like, well, you were free. No, no, no. I was free. <laughs> Not available. <laughs> right. right. So, right. okay, there was a bunch of questions that I wrote down here because I yeah. thought that they were interesting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, do you constantly pick up a call from your boss in the evening hours long after you've closed the laptop for the day? These are questions. And I think... This is a little bit different for you and I because you know I'm not calling you for like no reason usually. Right. But we rarely do it, especially on the weekends. But we do send each other funny memes. So yes. and TikToks. So I don't yes. know. That's obviously a boundary we need to work on. And when I say <laughs> we, I mean me. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So this is a tough one. What would you give? What kind of advice would you give to this person that would that would be answering this question? Is it you or your anxiety that has created a narrative that to make yourself available at all hours of the evening and weekend for work is to be an all-star employee? That's triggering. It's it's triggering, but yes. Yeah. As yes. I think about that, yes. It's tough. So I think it goes back in yeah. communication. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I can say transparently, I live and breathe that. Mm -hmm. I tough. get anxious. I love the work. And all the anxiety can be healthy if it's managed. Mm -hmm. But the anxiety to push, 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 push can also not be good. Mm -hmm. So it's balancing like, okay, yes, I love the work. I'm in it. I'm excited. That also doesn't mean like 24 hours. You know, like right. it, there, there still is healthy boundaries to be set. Well, and I think it's a really good point. And also, I think that this is a very clear and canned question that someone can ask. How can I be good at this job without being available 24-7? Like, I, I want to and I deserve to have this time that everybody else is going to have to enjoy my weekends, enjoy my vacation, but I also want to perform to the best of my ability. So in your opin opinion, me asking my boss, right, mm -hmm. in your opinion, how do I do that? Um, and it, I think it goes back to questions like, what does success look like in six months? Mm -hmm. um, what do you feel like or what are some of the healthy boundaries that you set? And initiating that conversation, I don't think it's, you know, when we look at our managers, our leaders, and supervisors, sometimes it feels like they're always driving the bus. But to me, that is that is part of a toxic culture. Yeah. If we're looking at a non-toxic, inclusive, the breaking down of a hierarchy, then we have to be willing to accept the questions that are being asked from all levels, and we have to be willing to ask the question at all levels. Yes. Which is not easy. <laughs> It's not easy at all. It's not easy. And depending on what generation you're talking to, it could be harder than Ruthless. others. Yeah. Ruthless. I'm not going to call anybody out. but I'm <laughs> And I'm older, so I totally I totally get that. So, oh my gosh, Hill, I feel like you are so uniquely qualified to ask, answer this question. <laughs> you might not want to answer. You might be like, no. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Okay. Are there often expectations being put on, on you, by you, your family, your friends, group chats, work life? That just because you have physical access to your phone, you should be immediately responsive. Mm. So, hope my family's listening to this. My family, yes. <laughs> I get a lot of um, pushback of, oh, well, I know you're on your phone, and I know for work you've got to always be on your phone. So right. why don't you answer my call? Yes. Um, it's like so, the, the expect. It's like the perception that they know 
and I don't mean they, your family, I mean my family does this too, but they know that you're looking at your phone, so they feel like you're ignoring them intentionally. 100%. Like, yes. no, sometimes you're, like, actually working. Right. And I'm not available. Correct. And, and quite frankly, it's your life. And if in that moment my headspace wasn't ready for a phone call, or I'll call you back in 20 minutes when I am. Yes. Like, you're able to decide that. You know, right. You know? So when we talk about boundaries at work, it's also, like, the people in our life that need to understand that we need boundaries when we are at work. Yes. So it's not just the boundaries that we set for work in our workplace and our teams, but it's also like our families, like respecting that this is our, for a lot of us, like whatever work we're doing is our calling. This is what we feel called to do. Yes. Uh, this is what gives us purpose. And that needs some a respectful and healthy boundaries. It does. I know our, some of our remote team has talked about, about that before. And that's been a thing for me is one of the things that makes it difficult sometimes to work remotely I don't want to say remotely because remotely from coffee shops etc might be a little bit different but specifically from home it can be tough if there's other people in your household because sometimes there's no boundary for them to just come up to you and be like so hey what are we doing for dinner tonight and you're like absolutely I'm in the middle of working but absolutely we can not. talk about this at five when I'm off this you is know? why I hate working from home right <laughs> I'm just gonna be real because if there, there is this perception that you're at home right so you're available and you're like I'm not I'm here I might be in my pajamas that's none of anybody's business, business. But I'm also working and I'm engaged and I need that time. I need that boundary. I will take a break like I do here at the office, but like there has to be that respectful boundary. Hopefully not triggery to anybody, but if it is, I'm sorry. I feel like a lot of the boundaries are a lot of the time when people jump to say remote work doesn't work, Mm -hmm. I think it's because they lack boundary. 100%. And it's like, look in the mirror for that. (laughs) Well, and I'll be the first to say like it doesn't work for me. Oh, it doesn't work for because me. Because I totally and I'm not good. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not that person either. Yeah. But it's it's being able to address that. I'm like, okay, well, then what does work for me? And it's okay that someone else flourishes like that, though. Yes. It's not like, oh, well, since it doesn't work for me and I don't have boundaries, then. Well, and it's two sides of the coin. You look at, and there's so many perceptions, unfair, stereotypical perceptions on both sides. Right. Exactly. You know, I flourish in a remote environment, but that could be perceived as somebody who's never Mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't flourish in a remote environment and it's like well you being in the office all the time is putting pressure on everybody else being in the office all the time mm-hmm. so I think it really is just getting at the core and being a compassionate um and communicative yeah. like a co-worker and leader and all of those things so that we are understanding people from where they are right. and understanding that not everyone is the same and I I will say I feel like our research and the work that we've done in the Enneagram has uniquely positioned our agency to do Definitely. I agree with that. Because we super, super focus on, we talk about you're the team, which we talked about last week, mm-hmm. but we super focus on the individual and what the individual needs, and we don't have a hive brain. No. We don't share one brain here, and that is what makes the agency so beautiful, is that we are organically inclusive. We seek diversity from a thought perspective, and it creates this environment for all walks of people all walks of life, and all thought processes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and it's hard. So there are some things here, and I feel like they're, like, super triggery, but for our listeners, because they're not necessarily questions, but um, there are reasons that your free time may feel unco- may feel compromised or confused with your availability, mm-hmm. and here are a few. Um, you may be in a work culture that perpetuates and normalizes burnout, mm-hmm. in which case have a conversation, yeah. ask for a conversation, and... Um, Communicate your need for healthy mm-hmm. boundaries. I think that's difficult. Your flexible and remote work from home hours lack structure. Oh, 
Interesting. Okay. Then that's great feedback. So maybe mm-hmm. providing a little bit more stru- structure yeah. in such a flexible environment would be good. I like that. You're acting on anxiety that manifests within a high achiever, perfectionist, or people-pleasing mindset. Oh, that one got me. <laughs> <laughs> you or those around you also struggle with boundaries. This is this is tough, and it's kind of like that like misery loves company situation, which you and I have been through. Yeah. You and I have worked to burn out, and I think a lot of the early years were, were yeah. like that as well, which, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we survived that. <laughs> like, it's hard. Uh, you're doing too much at once, mm-hmm. so it's that clear kind of like, you know, I need some time to just rejuvenate my mind. Yeah. To replenish myself. Ugh, I hate this one, but it is it is hard. Mm-hmm. You don't feel deserving of the peace and self-prioritization that comes with balance. Mm-hmm. It's hard. If you're listening and that is you, like, please reach out to us and let us know with that. I mean, like, that is really difficult. And I think that everyone should feel deserving of peace. Absolutely. Self-prioritization from the perspective, like, that's not necessarily self-care, but you can put yourself first. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I hate the word balance. Not you, you can get the word balance. You're like, there is nothing 50-50 about anything. <laughs> I hate the word balance so much. I prefer the word destruction over balance because I feel like it's more accurate. It is. Well, it is more accurate. Chaos is, to me, more consistent than balance. Yes. I just, yikes. <laughs> that is, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So I was reading this article and I just made a note about it where there uh, a PhD, she shared um, an example of this but said, in her words, and we will quote her as well, so I'm going to butcher her name, so I'm not even going to try it. Uh, but I find that with many of my clients from immigrant backgrounds, where they grew up in a culture of sacrifice, there's a deeply ingrained sense that having free time means you are available for more work, more giving of yourself in some way, rather than simply being allowed to be free for the sake of it. So wow. yes, that's cultural, but I think also like that can be generational as well. Mm-hmm. Like, my generation was kind of the generation that, like, um, kids had compensated chores for the kind of the first time. Yeah. Right? Because you were, like, the ultimate, like, latchkey generation. Mm -hmm. So, it was like, okay, as long as you get all your chores done, Mm -hmm. you can have fun. And so, now, we all have this mindset that's like, I have to earn my fun. I have to earn my free time. And until Mm -hmm. everything is checked off, I can't play. Well, then you get to be an adult, and joke's on you, it's never done. Right. Yes, we have this, like, buddy saying in my house, like, the laundry's not done unless you're standing in front of the dryer naked. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so if there's always something to do, how do you ever get to the point where you feel like you've earned your free time? You can't compromise your free time. Well, there's some great tips here. Schedule your free time. Would you do that? I'm getting better at it. Yeah. I'm getting much better what at it. What does that look like? Um, in the mornings, uh, at least three days a week, I try to, in the mornings, get a podcast listen in, just take some time where I'm kind of by myself and either read, listen to a podcast, etc. And then I've I've made a better plan to spend more time with family and maybe friends mm-hmm. that it's doing things outside of work, which I no- wouldn't normally do. I do do it, but I am very quick to, again, compromise it and be like, right. Hey fam, I actually had this thing. I gotta get this done. When really I don't have to get it done, right? Right. It could be a next day. It could be something else. And that's my anxiety talking again. Right. Um. So I've been way more cognizant of making time 
out for those specific things, which helped me set a workplace boundary. And this could be a whole different podcast, but I, I think it's also been interesting from starting like to moving into like a manager mm-hmm. role. I will say I've had difficulty and it's been a learning curve, but the balance, there's a boundary to be said for managers and everyone in the workplace about the whole friendship thing. Awesome. You and I would do this. I know. And I, and I, I'm so much better for it. And now you're all the things to me, obviously. Yeah, I know. Life mentor, (laughs) we've established that. You know, family, friend, boss, all the things. But the things we went through, I feel like, and the boundaries that you created in the beginning that you had to were so inevitable and so important for where I am now. And I have so much respect for you and for that because of it. Even though, trust me, whoever's listening, if you're going through this with someone, it's not easy from either side. And I was like, man, this hurts. It, it hurts to say it. Yeah. It hurts to be like, I can't be your friend because in order for me to be the best leader that I can be for you, I have to have your best interest in mind. Right. And the best interest yes. isn't that we're buddy-buddy. It's more that I'm leading you and helping guide you and yeah. whatever. And so I've been so much better for that. But I know now taking more of like this management piece, I can see where you've come from. And now things are shifting where like I'm living that piece. And I'm like, ooh, this is hard. Now I get it. Now I get that that was not easy for Chantel. You know what I mean? Especially if you have like a personality type, which I do, that's very self-preserving. I will like hold on to relationships in my life, like different types of relationships, like my marriage, my kids, my my absolute best friends, right? In a way that would be very Mm self-preserving. And it's hard for me to lead that way. Because I need to have your best, not that I don't have my kids and my husband's best interest in mind, you know, but... I make different choices because I don't want to lose them. Right. But, it, but no yeah. one that works for Francis Roy belongs to me. Correct. Right. Right. Like right. everybody needs to have that freedom to feel like you can go on and do other things. And if I am basically molding every employee here, you never <laughs> want to leave. That's toxic, I think. And it lacks a boundary. It lacks a boundary. And it's just easy. It, it can be very easy to do. And I think that's in a small this, like if you're in a smaller company or a larger company, because even a larger company, you can get buddy buddy in certain right. departments. And I think it's a bound, it's a boundary that is hard to create, but it's good early on to establish, and it's better for you and your coworker for that to be yes. established early on for yeah. both people, even though it hurts. It never feels good. I've had it on the employee side, and then starting to manage more, I've felt it on the manager side, and it's not fun. Well, and I think too, like. Like leaders, we have to be careful not to take advantage of our employees. Yes. Because the shift of power is that everyone wants to please the CEO. Every, why would you not want to do that? You yeah. know, to be your absolute best. And so even like there are times, like two examples. Um, Janae has a side business, a design business. Mm-hmm. And anytime I ask for something from her, yeah. from that perspective, I compensate her. Right. When I could just use my position of authority to get it. And you're like, I know she can create this, or I know that she does Correct. this. Right. And but if it's for me that. as a person, from a, from a personal perspective, I become a customer first. And I need to understand and respect that boundary. Mm-hmm. JC has a thriving pet sitting and house sitting business, which she's going to be editing this podcast. So she's going to be like, there. But, <laughs> and she recently watched my home and my pets, and I trust her. She's so good at it. But I will compensate her yeah. because 
it's not a favor and it's not, I shouldn't abuse that position of being able to ask for a favor, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think when we blur those lines, it becomes very difficult, you know? Like, um, and, and so I just, I, I think, well, first of all, I hate owing anybody anything. I'm Same. much rather people owe me. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you taught me that earlier. That's okay. You were like, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I literally, if I'm calling in a favor, like, it's life or death. Right. Because I hate very much. <laughs> but also, I will say, going back to, like, scheduling your free time, yes. which you do very well, I don't feel like we need to ha- feel like we have to justify what we're doing in those times. Oh, I agree, too. So, like, sometimes, like, I did this today. I put a two-hour time block on my schedule that just says appointment. Yeah, because maybe you just need a damn minute. I would not say it. Exactly. Good. Right. (laughs) Good. And that was an appointment I made for myself. Because so many people are like, well, what's it for? Or what, you know, and I feel like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Maybe you're just, like, sleeping in the car. Like, I don't know what you're doing. How about if you give, if if you respect my boundary and this time is blocked off and I can take the time and you don't bother me during that time, I'll come back better than you saw me two hours ago. Well, but the, but the asking is a breach because they, the the person asking wants to see if they can ask for you to compromise it. Right. Exactly. And that is a effing breach. It's a breach. It's disrespectful. And I think that it devalues that the other person's time and no one should feel devalued. It does. You know, people should... Uh, feel comfortable with taking their vacation time, blocking out time that they need for um, self-care or whatever. Right. And everybody's lives look different. So what's important to them may be five minutes apiece. It may be five minutes with their best friend. It may be five minutes with their dog. Like, it doesn't matter. Well, I've had people just want to ask me, can you move that? I can move it. But do you want me, if I don't move, if I move it, you don't want the version that that has to move. You do not want want the version version. that cancels on my dogs. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Oh my God, I feel like this could honestly be a really long podcast. But um, here's a couple of other things uh, on tips to implement boundaries. So we talked about scheduling free time. Uh, setting the tone, making sure that you're holding yourself accountable, being aware, self-awareness is really huge. Setting a, an upfront standard for yourself. So if you're entering into like a new group of friends or a new job or whatever, I think starting that from the get-go, like anything else, is just much easier. And don't be afraid to have uncomfortable conversations. Agreed. Those are all fantastic tips. We really wrapped that up well. Yes. <laughs> And we're really working on this, and I think being committed to continually working on it. Absolutely. Well, Hill, I'm sure we're going to have some questions. I hope so. I look, bring all the questions. We love questions. Bring all the questions. We don't know the answers to them all, but maybe it will spur a, like, spur a part two to this, which I think is just a conversation that people are having in general. Not only what do boundaries look like in the workplace, but what do boundaries look, look like, like in general. Well, if you have a question for Hill and I, please email us, hello at francisroy.com. And who knows, maybe we'll have a part two. I'm here for the part two. I say, let's do it. Okay. (laughs) We'll see you guys next Monday, or we'll talk to you next Monday. We never see you guys. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully we have something cool. We will. (laughs)